Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a crazy story of an entitled parent who just talked about how ugly everyone else is. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my girlfriend's mother ruined Christmas. I'm writing this from a futon at the corner of the living room with the rest of my girlfriend's family, while 10 to 15 random guests are enjoying a buffet of food from the remaining one-fifth of the room and drinking the alcohol that I bought. This Christmas was meant to be about family. The plan was to have only our closest people in the house to sit together at the table and enjoy a lot of amazing food in each other's company. Instead, girlfriend's mother has used the day as an excuse to invite over people who most of us have never met and have a party, which she assured us many times was not the case. Though the scene in front of me is nothing less than a party. The dining table is pushed against the wall with several finger food trays on it, a stack of paper plates and a pile of plastic forks on it. There are only a few chairs, not even enough for half the people here. Music is playing in the background and everyone's chatting so loud you can't really hear your own thoughts. I don't know any of the guests. I am sad and so are the rest of us sat here around the corner while my girlfriend's mother is enjoying her time catering to these people over her own family. What Christmas is this? Imagine you're expecting this wholesome family Christmas and you show up and it's just been totally taken over and it's this half-hearted, poorly planned party that you're having to just kind of crouch in the corner. Probably isn't even a chair for you. I completely understand why OP's venting here, I mean it's just so disappointing. Also hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, My Girlfriend's Mother Ruined Christmas. To summarize what I said in the original post, my girlfriend's 22, mother, 45, hijacked Christmas Day as her own house party and ended up isolating us upstairs in our own house because of how uncomfortable we felt with all the people. She had promised us a Christmas Day lunch and dinner with only a couple of her friends joining us, which was fair because my best friend joined us as well with her permission, but it all ended up in a typical finger food style party with around 15 to 20 of her friends around that none of us knew. Her family who was in the house, so me, 20, my girlfriend, girlfriend's sister, 26, girlfriend's other sister, 24, and girlfriend's cousin, 34, spent the day debating on how to confront her about it. So to update, when girlfriend's mother's party was done, all five of us mentioned above sat her down and attempted to start a calm conversation to explain to her why what she did was wrong and hurt all of us simultaneously. My girlfriend got only one sentence out before her mother started getting defensive, trying to tell us all that we had actually agreed to her organizing the party and inviting this many people, chalking it up to all five of us collectively misunderstanding her. I'll spare you the unnecessary details, but we basically got into a fight where the five of us attempted to talk to her calmly, and she only responded with yelling and refusal to hear our side of things and admit mistake. We never reached a conclusion, because girlfriend's mother only provided a half-hearted apology for the sake of ending the argument. We all then went upstairs and decided to call it a day because we were all emotionally exhausted. It's now five days later, and things have escalated beyond my anticipation. 
Girlfriend's mother pretended to be alright for maybe a day, bringing up the fight now and then to random people in an attempt to get her point across that she was actually just trying to do a good thing. Yesterday, however, she knocks on mine and my girlfriend's door and says she needs to talk with my girlfriend. She goes to talk, but the moment the conversation begins, girlfriend's mother is already raising her voice. Mind you, I don't speak their native language perfectly, so I didn't understand much of the argument through two closed doors, but my girlfriend explained to me the overall points. For one, girlfriend's mother has apparently felt as though she is no longer a part of the home because of certain people. Secondly, she feels as though she gets no respect as the adult of the house. All of us are adults. And finally, she feels as though my girlfriend has changed in a bad way because of my influence on her and her views. All of this communicated through yelling on her side and by cutting off my girlfriend if she tried to speak. To top it all off, just an hour after this fight, girlfriend's mother packed a bag, dressed up her son, 12, heavily autistic, proceeded to scream at everyone in the living room about how she feels like she's living with strangers, and leaves. She has not yet been back, but has contacted girlfriend's sister, 26, by message, and girlfriend's cousin on call to vent out her thoughts, once again through yelling her same points, all of us are exhausted and cannot deal with this fight any longer. Now, for the background context, there are six of us living in the house, me, girlfriend, V, girlfriend's oldest sister, D, girlfriend's younger brother, A, girlfriend's mother, S, girlfriend's cousin, T. Girlfriend's mother provides the rent for the house through benefits, but is currently unemployed. Me and girlfriend's oldest sister are the only ones employed full-time, and we most often pay for all the bills and buy the groceries. Our living arrangement is difficult because we're in a small house, but we make do because we all respect each other's space and most of us get along. The reason I moved in with my girlfriend's entire family was because I fell out very suddenly with my toxic, narcissistic father a few months ago, and she and her entire family took me in with open arms. Girlfriend's mother's emotional state in the last couple months has been extremely difficult to understand and deal with. She has become short-tempered and extremely sensitive to absolutely everything, to the point where just one glance in her direction can set her off into some sort of spiral. She often starts fights over petty topics and continuously berates my girlfriend specifically for being disrespectful of her as a person and mother. And while my girlfriend admits that she has her moments of anger where she says things she regrets in arguments, she in fact looks up to her mother and respects her endlessly for everything she's done. We have all tried to be understanding with girlfriend's mother, however, because she has communicated she's experiencing premenopausal symptoms, but she has crossed many lines in her conversations with us all that none of us have wanted to tolerate or try to understand. Girlfriend's mother tends to self-victimize often, and she makes it a point to show us just how attacked she feels for weeks on end, or until someone apologizes regardless of fault. She also pulls the mother card quite often, even on me, stating that in her generation parents were respected even when they didn't give children their respect back. I have several problems with this, including the fact that I am not her child and she can't treat me like one, that she can't treat her adult children like toddlers, and that it is not about generational respect but empathy and coexistence in the house we share. Girlfriend's mother also claims that I personally have brainwashed her daughter into treating her poorly by speaking bad about her, which is simply not true. This woman took me in at my lowest point and I will always have a certain degree of respect for her because of her kindness. But that doesn't give her a pass in talking about me like a nuisance and a guest when I pay for household expenses. 
I know my place in the house as a resident and a helper for the bills, and she doesn't treat me like one. Girlfriend's mother has become severe. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Dearly Entitled, and all of us in the house agree that this change was abrupt and unprompted. We have all been feeling like she's been treating us like trash, and she gets away with it by crying, screaming, and spinning the situation. None of us know how to handle it anymore because we've tried talking, tried meditating, and even bending over backwards to make this house comfortable for her again, but nothing seems to work. She's moving out in a few months, so me and girlfriend's older sister agree it's now just a waiting game where we have to pretend to coexist, but I'm not sure that my girlfriend and girlfriend's mother will manage to keep that civil for so long. I get that tensions are high and it's been going on for a long time, but there is a finish line in sight as long as they actually stick to it. I'm curious why OP moved into their house, who actually owns the house really, but as long as this is set in stone, it's really just a matter of perseverance for one month, then it should get a whole lot better, right? This next story is my mom talking to my brother about debt I apparently owe him. So I live in a house with my brother. My name and our mom's name is on the deed. The way the deal was struck two years ago when we started this is that all three of us would move in together and expenses would be split three ways. My mom provided a little less than 50% of the cost of the house. I got a mortgage for the rest in my name because I'm the only one with good credit. My brother fixed up the house. He equated the work he did to around 10,000 if he was charging a stranger. I also paid 10,000 in materials. At one point during construction, we all got into a screaming argument where mom and I threatened to kick my bro out and he told us we couldn't. 
I looked him in the eye and told him I would pay him 10000 for his work and kick him the heck out. He decided not to press his luck and construction continued. The intention was for mom to live there until she dies, my bro to continue to rent the property forever, and me to eventually move on and buy another house. Well, mom decided not to come live with us. Then I started paying for work to be done, concreting the front walkway, getting gutters put on the house, plumbing problems, HVAC problems, etc. I do all the communal cleaning and even cleaned his bathroom before I stopped and thought, wait, why the heck am I doing this? Honestly, it's not good for us to live together. We don't mesh well. I also didn't understand the impact of two mortgages on my lending capability and won't be able to get out without renting somewhere else for 5-10 to years at least. We ultimately decided that he will move out and he's been looking for a few weeks. Well, he approached me last night and brought up the 10k. Apparently mom tried talking to him about it and honestly it took some effort to control my face. That money has been more than made up in his reduced rent over the last two years. If anything, I thought he would ask to take the fridge and washer that he brought with him, and I would offer to buy them off him. My bro basically said mom tried to talk to him about it, and he distracted her by changing the subject. But he wanted to talk to me about it. It essentially boiled down to, I don't want that 10000 Your family and you don't take money from family. Found a place and I want to move around the 5th to 7th, but pay the guy on the 1st to lock it in. Would you be willing to waive the rent for January and let me keep my tools in the shed? I asked him point blank if she was trying to get me to pay him, and he essentially responded that he cut her off before he could hear the whole thing. Part of me thinks this might have been a negotiation tactic to get me to agree, but to be honest, I already expected to waive a month's rent, give him an extended move-out period and let him keep his tools in the shed. I also told him he could keep his house key so that he can access said shed and said I would help him move. I have a lock on my bedroom door and that's where I keep my valuables, so no worries about him getting into anything of value. He told me he would also give me a copy of his new key for emergencies and replace a faulty bathroom light before he leaves. So, negotiation successful. No idea if mom was trying something else by bringing up that 10k, but... If she actually intended for me to pay it, she's absolutely insane. How wild is it to promise someone else's money to someone? I honestly wouldn't put it past her, she's prioritized them over me before. Honestly, if I were in OP's position, I would be praying that it's just like some kind of slip of the mind with her trying to get OP to pay that money back. You know, just a situation where they don't take into account OP's letting him pay that reduced rent for all this time and that circumstances are not what they originally agreed upon. But I'm sure OP's had plenty of experience dealing with their mom and some entitled behavior, so it might not just be a surprise. Our next story is Indian fathers and the age-old question of why they behave like man-children. Papa, I'm sorry you have Parkinson's, but really, I'm not. Three years ago when I said I'd be there for you, that does not mean you can continue to be nasty to me. When the tables were turned and I was sick as a child in surgery or on medication, you were not there. But you made extra sure to remind me that you were paying for doctor's visits, antihistamines, surgery, etc. If what I'm saying is untrue, you would know how many surgeries I've been through, what each one of them was for, who the doctor was, what hospital, etc. Things parents should know. At home, you'd shout at me for losing my asthma pump when I was 9 years old and choking for breath mid-attack. As a parent, I'm not sure why you didn't keep a spare on you. 
When we were on Australia, you snatched away my antihistamines while I sneezed and sneezed and suffered through a horrible road trip that you forced me on despite my severe motion sickness. Sometimes you told me I needed to stop acting up, and other times I needed to be strong, or I needed to get on with it. It didn't end there. I've witnessed you explode with anger at the smallest thing. It didn't matter that it's normal for children to drop things, spill food, make mistakes in their homework, etc. You needed to take out your frustration on someone. Children do not realize when an adult is mistreating them, so it was very convenient. Another thing you and mom have in common. When I went to Edinburgh University and you bought a flat there, you made sure to be extra nasty when you visited me because I needed to be reminded I was ungrateful and all my mistakes and imperfections needed to be brought out into the open. You wanted me to sleep on the pull-out bed in the guest room despite me living there alone. You wanted me to wash dishes in cold water and not turn on the boiler. You dug through all my things and let me know that you were angry, no, furious, at the multiple flavors of tea or soap that I had. You left me in that freezing flat, angry that the electric bill was so high but didn't do anything to isolate the apartment or change the heating to gas. When you'd berated my intelligence, drowned my will to live, and brought me to tears, you felt you'd done your job as a parent. The sheer anxiety of having you visit made me move out. Always remember that for all the crap you gave me, I always got an equal amount or more from your ex-wife who guilt-tripped me into crash diets, taking diabetes medication, and multiple types of nutritional supplements because of my weight problem, which... Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. In addition to compounding the anxiety, gave me an irritable bowel. I deal with the effects of it to this day. You've never had much hand in raising me. I was raised by maids, tutors, and drivers, and by mum. They did the hard parts of it. To add the final touch, you ruined my PhD graduation, a moment that will never come back. All you could think of was yourself. Couldn't survive without a maid for 10 days. We hadn't seen each other for the entire pandemic, over three years. You couldn't care less that I had to pack up my entire apartment and move to a different country in the space of a week, that I was exhausted from my exam, etc. You demanded that I serve you hourly, bring you chai arrange your pillows and other ridiculous requests because the Parkinson's you've had for three years suddenly takes precedence over anything else going on in anyone's life despite having compromised dexterity but near full mobility. Did you ask your son to do all these things? He, like you, just sat around judging me. Did either of you even just do the bare minimum of leaving me in peace to pack? No, both man-children decided to have a meltdown because I drew a line. Get your own tea, water, or pillows. I need to pack. Neither of you did a single thing that a half-decent father or a brother would do at a time like that. When you saw the disappointment on my face, you shed some crocodile tears, gave me a muttered sorry, and then promptly returned to your old ways the very next day. I also noticed you tried to butt in to give a toast when my professors asked me to give one when being awarded the degree. 
That moment combined with the howl crying in front of the entire department encapsulates your parenting in a nutshell. Always there to take credit, but never sincerely there to support your daughter in the way she needs. You're the reason I don't go anywhere near Indian men or their families. Your biggest compliment to a woman is that she's traditional because you think women exist to serve you. I've done what I could to try and repair our relationship. This includes trying to explain to you how hurt your behavior makes me feel, promising to pay for a therapist, offering to pay you back for university, even pretending things never happened, trying to just let them go once you met your new wife, and you showed what I thought was a kinder side, only to realize it's just an act. Even getting a PhD isn't enough reason for you to treat me with decency. When I told you how your demanding behavior during that time was hurting me, you then proceeded to ignore any kind of reconciliation I suggested, replying with one-sentence answers or the famed, parents and children are not equal. All I've gotten for a lifetime of suffering with you is one lousy text with excuses about how hard your marriage was. You decided to marry and have children with her. You were not forced and a staunch declaration that you have been a committed parent and that we didn't have to agree on everything. But when has any good thing you've given me, i.e. money, come without a complimentary can of worms? Paid for a lavish birthday party for me and a hundred people? Yes, because you neglect me at home when I'm trying to tell you I'm absolutely miserable in school and sick all the time. Paid for my medical bills? Shouted me at home for anything and everything. Ignore me when I'm sick and remind me every few weeks how ungrateful I am. Paid for university. Get your money's worth by being extra nasty, criticizing everything I do in the flat, and tramp shaming me for having a boyfriend. Something I noticed you did not do to my brother, and even if I worked hard, got a PhD, and a top-notch job, you were there to support in public but remind me of my place in private. Want to continue to live in the delusion that you were a great parent? Fine. Then it should be acceptable for me to treat you in your sick old age the same way you treated me as a sick child. When and if your money runs out, I'll give you some money for a carer. If you're being mistreated in your nursing home, you need to tough it out. It's tough love. When you're choking or in pain or you crap yourself, I'll tell you to just get on with it. I'll throw in a nice birthday party and whoosh! I'm a committed daughter. Well, this definitely sounded like something OP very desperately needed to get off their shoulders and out there. Honestly, if OP even does what they promise to do at the end of their post here, kudos to them. Because I feel like most people, after having experienced a lifetime of that, would cut them off and never look back. Our next story is, I sometimes feel like a failure as a daughter. I, 20-year-old female, wish that we could start over, but I don't feel like it would do any good. I just cannot be with her, my mother, 43-year-old female. I don't want to. I don't have a gripe with my mother, but I also don't want us to be so close in person, because I know we will have a yelling match about something petty. I want her and I to have a relationship like she does with my brother. I want her to talk to me as gently as she does with my brother, 14-year-old male. I want to feel like I have a safe space at home. I don't even have a room there anymore. She got me off the lease when I was 17 or 18. Every time we have a small disagreement, it blows to a huge one. Sometimes I wonder if I remind her of my dad. Maybe that's why she snaps so often at me. Or that she thinks our relationship is a lost cause. Because every time I want to talk to her, she doesn't want to talk about our problems. I try to have a sit-down conversation with her about our problems, but mom just dismisses them and never wants to talk about anything. 
She just says I'm disrespectful and that I don't treat her like a mom. Says I have no freaking self-respect for myself and I rather let N-words run me over and be rude to her. She says, when you're not so disrespectful, maybe we can have a talk. But I talk to her calmly. I ask questions on what I can do. But she says, just listen to what I say. I'm the mom, you're the child, but you don't get that. I don't know what to do. I should want to be around her. I should want to be home, but I don't. I get physically scared to go there sometimes because I have a lot of bad memories there. She takes me not being there so personally but doesn't want to understand why I don't want to be there but love her from afar. She's done the same with my grandma for 10 years. I feel like a freaking crap daughter. I don't want it to get to me but it does. I should be rejoicing. Though she treats my younger brother so much better, talks to him gently, understands him way more. Mom never went out of her way to understand me. If I cried about something small, she'll tell me I'm an emotional wreck who doesn't respect herself but my brother is just introverted and very sensitive. I'm disrespectful but my brother is dealing with growing pains. Maybe I'm the problem, maybe I'm not. I don't know anymore, I just get so depressed thinking about it. I just want us to have a one-on-one moment but it will never happen. This is so difficult to hear because with people like OP, it sucks because at some point I feel like you just have to realize there's no winning in this relationship. There's almost never going to be a moment where they give you that gold star thumbs up that you've been wanting for a long time. And especially if you've been seeking it and wanting it for so long, I guess it's hard probably to reframe your mind to not be reaching out or longing for that approval. I mean, just turning things around and just focusing on you and moving forward. This next story is, did anyone else's mother constantly talk about how ugly everyone else is when you were a child? I'm wondering if this is what all families did or if my suspicion was correct and this wasn't normal behavior growing up. This is just one thing of many growing up that I truly deemed not normal behavior. As young as I can remember, my mother always talked and made comments to me and my sister about how ugly people are or their flaws. She also constantly gassed herself up, reminded us how beautiful she was, how she was close to, if not the most beautiful girl in her school, and also told us how beautiful me and my sister are. We weren't allowed to go to public school, but I can't say she homeschooled us either, as she half but taught us on and off to like second grade each, then stopped. The only social interaction we got was sports. The thing is, me and my sister had horrible, very prominent flaws most kids or people do not have. I spent a lot of time dwelling, believing we were cursed due to my mother, and what a horrible person she was inside, as these flaws my mother did not have. My sister was also morbidly obese starting at 4. I was a twig. After I refused to keep supporting her 100% financially, two-thirds pack of cigs alone a day isn't cheap anymore as I'd been since I was 15, 27 now, I was old enough to surgically fix my flaws. She was very upset and I received so much hate because I didn't use my money I earned to buy her a trailer or camper to set her up on my land, as if that would have been enough. Unfortunately, my sister at a very young age adapted to my mother's horrible mentality, which in return landed her no friends and a rude awakening. Like my mom, whenever she seen people's flaws or what she deemed not worthy on said person, she would step it up a notch by laughing at them to their face and tell them what she deemed ugly. Nobody liked my sister. She also refused to believe she was obese as my mother told her she wasn't. My mother always told us how good of a mother she was and how lucky we were to have her and how most mothers aren't good. 
I always knew deep down this behavior wasn't right with how uncomfortable it made me feel. How bad it made me feel even as a little girl to realize the stuff my mother said about other people and it made me feel bad for the other people. My mother would often call me a softie because I wasn't mean to people. Of course, now that I'm older, she calls me a liar and says that never happened. It made me so uncomfortable hearing her talk so badly about people all the time. I truly don't believe there is one pretty person in my mother's eyes except herself. It generally was kids we took sports with's mothers. She would tell me as young as five how ugly ex-woman's nose was, how weird-looking ex-woman's eyes are, how ugly ex-woman's hairstyle is, etc. This was with almost everyone we came into contact with. She had something to say about and made sure to tell us her opinion of this person. She would rate women, express, that's why she's single, make comments almost sounding jealous now that I'm older about, Oh, X is so desperate and is probably a tramp. She's always flirting with the soccer coach. Can't she tell he doesn't like her and how ugly she is? But yet then almost flirt herself with him. It's like it made her jealous this random man who she of course deemed so ugly was flirting or talking with this other woman who she deemed so ugly. I can still remember comments she made about people to this day. She would say, that girl's chest don't count, she's fat. The girl was 11. She would do that with women also. She would make remarks how ugly most of the kids are we did sports with, how plain they were, how similar they all looked, then tell me and my sister how unique we all look, how beautiful we are, how nobody looks like us. Yet, looking back at old group photos from the sports, me and my sister were very ugly little kids. One day, we were getting ready to go to a soccer game, and I put on a tank top. It was the $3 Walmart ones. It was two-toned pink with cute darker pink spots. I was 13. It was 96 degrees. We were living in a safe house for as long as they would pay the bills before kicking us out. My father was a very, very abusive, bipolar, drug addict, and she always let him have the home the many times we'd leave. Laundry was backed up. She got so mad I put a tank top on and I guess accidentally let slip out anger. Is she jealous of me? Is that what this is about? implying that me, a 13-year-old girl, was jealous of this grown woman that was my mother. My mother always bragged about having 34 double D boobs and a slim waist. I remember thinking and feeling bad, I thought it, but that her boobs were not perky. They were hung like flat pancakes, deflated balloons, no fat left whatsoever, hung past her belly button without a bra, and I was left dumbfounded why I would be jealous of that when mine were not like that at that age. She would in front of my father talk about how ugly his mother was, how ugly his brother's kids were, how ugly his sister was, how ugly the entire family was and he would just take it. When we got older, if she said anything bad about our bodies, she said we got it from his side of the family. She had an obsession with my dad's brother's daughter who was 5 years older than me. She always said how ugly her nose bridge was, we have the same nose, how she looked like Frankenstein with her veins showing through her pale face. Mine show too, which my sister told me my mom was actually worried about me, how short she was, oh she loved to comment on any and everyone's height, how ugly her dyed blonde hair was, now she has her own kids and my mother talks just as much about them as she did her. I got my first boyfriend at 15, we stayed together for 7 years, 2 kids, the amount of fear I had showing them him was unreal, but it was way worse than I imagined. My sister put him down more than my mom did. He had brown hair, but my sister swore she'd seen a little auburn. 
She never stopped after that, reminding me how ugly and just the horrible comments. Funny enough, she ended up marrying a ginger and has two ginger kids. I believe my mother is the reason why my sister grew up thinking she was on a pedestal from everyone else, which in return turned her into the biggest bench you would ever meet, the meanest person you would ever know. If you don't hear her the first time, be ready for a long rant filled with unnecessary comments telling you how stupid and dumb you are. Thankfully, since she met her husband, I can tell she's been hiding that side of her better. I'm almost wondering if her husband is in a situation where he's providing the money and the house and the living scenario, because I feel like people like that do not actually hold themselves accountable unless they have something to lose. Like, the man she's with must be a catch if she's actually holding back. Needless to say, I would never surround myself with anybody that was acting like that. I'm so sorry for OP having to grow up with that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.